for centuries, we have been at war with fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes. And these pests can cause all types of health problems, from Lyme disease to West Nile virus to Zika and all of its problems. And our impacts on the climate have only made things worse. We've increased the temperatures in so many regions that there is never an end to the reproductive cycle for many of these species. So they can just reproduce year long, making matters even worse. However, most of the ways that we have to get rid of these pests in the environment kill more than just the pests. And they're really unsafe for us, for our pets, for our kids, and for the environment. That is why Esther started Benesafe Solutions, an eco-friendly pesticide without all the harmful chemicals. They just have four natural and sustainable ingredients that you can actually pronounce and are safe for you. So don't miss out on this incredible interview as we talk about how they kill the pest without killing everything else. You're here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Esther, do you mind telling us a bit about Benesafe Solutions and what you guys do? Yeah, so I'm Esther. I'm the founder and CEO of Benesafe Solutions. We created Benesafe Solutions, which is this product right here, which is a yard and garden spray to treat mosquitoes, fleas, and ticks. And what's special about our product is that it's eco-friendly. It's safe for birds, bees, people, and pets as well. We created this product after having a hard time finding such a product to treat our yard for mosquitoes in the summer. So my husband's a chemist, my background's in environmental science and conservation. We put together our expertise and and did a lot of research and created a product. That's awesome. That's the entrepreneurial spirit. You find a need and you go fill it. Yeah. I saw a problem and wanted to fill it. And the reason we came up with Benisafe was because we wanted a safe way to treat our yard for our dog, Benny. So the name Benisafe comes from our dog, Benny, and our need and want to keep him safe. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And plus you get a nice little play on Benny, meaning like good and as well. So that's Yeah, it kind of worked nice. out. It's a perfect word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And what is your guys' mission? So our mission is to create other products like this that solve a problem and are also in line with our values. When we created this product, we didn't want something that would harm fish or frogs or birds, bees, and also affect our water quality as well. So we hope to continue making products that are in line with those values of being sustainable and eco-friendly. That's awesome. That's great. So you have the one for fleas and mosquitoes. Do you have other ideas or other things in the pipeline that you guys are working on right now? Yeah. So right now we have this product, which is a yard and garden spray. We also sell a concentrate to landscape companies so they could treat larger properties, residential and commercial. Down the line, we do want to create other types of products like personal sprays that are plant-based, natural, and that can be used on pets as well as people. That's great. So how long did you guys take to research the types of ingredients you wanted to use in the product 
and be able to take it to market. Yeah, we started Benisafe. I got laid off from my job in October of 2020 due to COVID. And then we had this idea from the summer before and being laid off, it's like a perfect opportunity to do something new. So formed the LLC, Benisafe Solutions in November of 2020. And by May, we had a product. So it took us about seven months to come up with the idea, research. We even had a discussion with the EPA regarding the ingredient we wanted to use, but ended up not using it. And then to test our product, we had a group of people that we sent our product to for them to test in their yards. They all were pet owners or had kids as well. And we got feedback from them. That's how we figured out our ingredients and go through the R&D process to make sure that the solution was able to be stable and mix well. All those things played big factors into creating our product. That's awesome. And did you use any kind of metrics to measure how effective it was in, in your backyard or what did you use there? Yeah, it was just people spraying in their yard and saying, oh my gosh, we can now sit outside in our patio without being bothered by mosquitoes. I haven't been able to do this for years. Or I just mowed the lawn and sprayed and I haven't been bit by one mosquito. Those kinds of things are just like the feedback that we're getting. Down the line, we're actually planning on working with Ohio State University to get the data for how effective our product is. But as a new business, just getting customer feedback is all we could do when we first started. Once you get enough time, enough of funding under your belt, yeah. you could then be able to do a full on experiment kind of thing. But at the beginning, it's just like, okay, this is being effective. I, we hear it. So that's yeah. And the good. reason we came up with this solution is by doing a lot of research on the EPA's website and the regulations that they have on pesticides, we picked out our ingredients specifically because they were proven to be effective in targeting fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes, and also because they were non-toxic to non-point-of-contact organisms like birds or pets or bees, things that weren't targeted with the ingredients that are in here. And we could go over the ingredients too. Yes, please do. I would love to, to go over what's in there. So our number one active ingredient is cedarwood oil. And I don't know if you smell cedarwood oil. It has a really pleasant, like natural smell. A lot of people used to use cedarwood chests. Maybe they still do. And that used to keep moths away. Yeah, cedarwood oil is very effective at killing and repelling fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes. And the good thing about cedarwood oil is that it doesn't affect the, the bees the way it does with these other pests. That's a big reason why we use cedarwood oil and we use it at a larger percentage than what you're gonna see in other products in the market. Next ingredient we use is citronella oil. We included citronella oil in there because it is also an effective ingredient and it's a minimum risk pesticide. So it's not gonna harm pets and people, but people know citronella oil more than cedarwood oil. So getting that name recognition of Oh yeah, it has citronella oil in it. It definitely does that. Was a big reason why we included that ingredient. Our next ingredient is sodium lauryl sulfate. And I know there is some back and forth about sulfates with people in the community. This is a plant-based, actually derived from coconut, sodium lauryl sulfate. And you need a soak if you're mixing an oil, which we have two essential oils, the cedarwood oil and citronella oil with water. Every solution needs this kind of mixture to mix together. 
And that's just four ingredients right there. As simple as that. Simple, but effective. Yeah. We didn't want to include any fillers like soybean oil. We did a lot of research on other products in the market and we were going through the lists of their ingredients and we're like, okay, what does that do? And really it's just a filler in there to dilute the solution which we didn't want. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to be effective and actually do what it's supposed to do. So that's really good. And uh, what are the other ingredients in the market right now with other products out there that they're using that you strayed away from or decided to go against? Yeah, there are a lot of other synthetic chemicals that are used in pesticides, sprays that make the pesticide sprays cheaper. So you can get a spray at Home Depot for potentially $10 sometimes. And People use it to spray their yard and yeah, it gets the job done. But I think the big thing is looking at, okay, it gets the job done, but what else does it kill? And that's something that we were really cautious about when creating our product is we didn't want to include these harmful ingredients that could potentially harm the environment and other organisms. Definitely. Because you have a big background in environmental education too, right? Yes. And as an environmental educator, I've worked at different parks and even a museum. I'm I'm really passionate about educating people about natural resources and conservation. And as the owner of Benisafe Solutions and with knowing our mission and our values, I feel the need to continue educating people on conservation and the effects of the products that they use inside and outside the house and how that affects the environment around you. I had a customer tell me that she was getting her lawn treated before by a company. They weren't using a natural product. So she would not let her dogs out in her yard for three days. And a lot of people do use these products, but it's having that awareness of it's not safe for my pets. It's not safe for my kids. That gets people to buy more products like ours because you could spray this and have your dogs run in your yard right after you spray. There's no harmful effects. So yeah, my goal is to just educate more people about what they're using around themselves and the environment and then having them go with a more sustainable solution. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially since when you think about using some of those synthetic products and things like that, if you can't go outside for three days, like what what is going on with the soil and like everything else out there that like unintended effects of spraying this stuff and then what about there's always different decay rates of everything so what is really going to happen to some of that that's sprayed out there and you might still have some areas of your lawn that might be dangerous even after those three days and then what are the other environmental impacts of that and then where is it going is it going into our water table yeah you know, we drinking this stuff afterwards and later and so you, you gotta think of also the ramifications down the line like how is this going to impact other things yeah it might be really effective for getting rid of those bugs but then what exactly what, what else and that's something As someone that studied ecology and environmental science and conservation, that's always in the back of my head. Like I've read the papers and the stories about people that put stuff in their drains or in their yards. And then if it goes into the closest waterway, all the fish die or everything dies sometimes. And it's really important. Yeah, your dogs aren't able to go in the grass for three days, but the squirrels are still in your grass. The deer are still in your grass. The birds are still picking stuff off your grass and they're taking it to their babies and or other places in the environment. And it's just a cycle. Yeah, definitely. And the bees as well, they're serving a purpose. They're acting in a way that is 
important to the ecology of that microenvironment. So they're playing some type of role in environment. So if you're killing these species, beneficial, these creatures, yeah, right. There, there are unintended effects of making another species that wasn't affected by it overpopulated. And then you have issues with that. And so there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it can lead to so many negative feedback loops. And I do have people sometimes push back and we don't want to spray anything that kills anything. And it, Unfortunately, I have to say that our product is effective at killing fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes. And the reasoning behind those three pests is they're labeled pests because they cause harm to people and animals. And also they carry diseases and cause a lot of other issues. In Maine right now, ticks are killing the elk which is a new thing, but yeah, they found dead elk with a hundred thousand ticks, over a hundred thousand ticks on them. And they have no way to control them because they're wild animals. But yeah, ticks have the potential to be really harmful to people. And I'm sure anyone who's had a tick on them knows that it's not a friend and it's okay (laughs) to have some things in the environment that you want to prevent from being close to you. Yeah. I mean, we have had impacts on other things that have caused some things like ticks being able to explode their population, like to over a hundred thousand on a deer or elk. And that's insane. I remember I did some research when I was up in New York in Dutchess County, and that county was the state hotspot for ticks and Lyme disease. Okay. Um, So you have two types. You have the short-term Lyme disease where you can get sick and then you can recover from it, but you also have the long-term Lyme disease where you live with it for the rest of your life. And it's something that can be treated, but it's not something that they can cure. And you never know what tick is going to give you that Lyme disease. And so we were always very careful with going out when we were out in the woods, because we were doing our research out in the woods, always checking, making sure that at the end of the day, we were making sure that we didn't have any ticks on us and made sure that we removed any ticks that we saw as quickly as possible. It's something that you do want to prevent some things that we have also caused to overexpand and cause a bubble. So there's the side of it, oh, we don't want to kill anything, but we've had other effects in other places too. (laughs) Exactly. And like malaria and Zika, and there's so many viruses out there caused by the pests, but people in the world have been finding ways to treat these pests for centuries. So yeah, we're just creating a more innovative, safe solution to solve the problem that most of the world deals with at some point. Yeah, definitely. And where do you see the future of pesticides going as we move hopefully into a more sustainable and eco-conscious world? I see more people as a millennial myself, we were taught sustainability in school, which I don't think previous generations were taught. And with us being more aware of what we're using and what affects our kids, our pets and the environment, there's going to be a change towards people using more products like this. 
with the knowledge that, oh, what I use doesn't only affect the environment around me, but could affect more and also could affect my family too. So that's where I see the future of pest control. With global warming, there's going to be increase in pests around the whole world. So coming up with safer ways to treat, but also that are effective is the way it has to go. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned global warming because of the fact that when areas of the globe, they're not getting into that stage of being so cold that they kill these bugs. And so some of the bugs are staying alive throughout the winter. And so you have an increased ability for them to be able to survive and able to reproduce longer and they have a longer reproductive season. And so you get an increase in all of these bugs and all these sorts of things. And so this fact that the climate is changing and we are getting warmer can impact the number of pests that we're seeing. Yes, directly related to public health. And actually 12 years ago, when I was in college, I was an intern in mosquito control. So I worked for the county's public health department and we would go around collecting mosquitoes and sending them off to a lab to get tested for different viruses. West Nile was big at that time. So it is a public sure. health issue. And we would collect ticks from time to time, but mostly it was mosquitoes. Gotcha. How long were you doing that for? Was it just a summer? That was just a summer. Nice. And so what are your goals for Benisafe Solutions in 2022? So our goals are to just establish ourselves here in Columbus. And we recently moved to Columbus last fall. So just getting to know more people in this community, being a presence here is really important for us for 2022. And then 2023, we plan on being in more landscape companies and in more retailers as well. That's great. And so I'd like to ask this last couple of questions. What are you currently learning right now? As a small business owner, I'm wearing a lot of hats. I'm doing marketing, sales, accounting, administration, social media management, website management, community outreach like everything you could think of. And so what I'm working on right now as is how to be a business owner and also to manage mental health and life in general. So prioritizing physical and mental health and also running the business is something that I'm working on because it can be really hard to balance both. And usually one takes over your life and the other part is just gone. And that has happened in the past, but I'm really working on making more time for myself and my family. And that's what I'm learning to do every single day now is just use prioritizing that. Yeah. And it's an ongoing journey. It's not something that just automatically happens. You just have oh. to figure it out along the way. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And then what is one tip that you would give to another green business looking to grow their green business or a sustainable business? My one tip is to keep networking and meeting new people and also being present in your community. Awesome. And if somebody is looking to reach out to you or learn more about Benisafe Solutions, how can they reach out to you? So they could reach out to me at benisafesolutions at gmail.com. And they could also go on our website, benisafesolutions.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. LinkedIn. Follow us, connect with us. We'd love to get to know you and you get to know us too. So yeah, reach out anytime. I'm happy to connect. Great. Thank you so much, Esther, for coming on the podcast. It was great learning about Benisafe Solutions and how you've created the sustainable 
prana to, to be able to treat home and gardens for fleas and ticks and mosquitoes. So that's really great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'll hope to have you back on the show sometime. Thanks so much, Billy. It was great to chat with you today. Definitely. And if you enjoyed this interview with Benisafe Solutions on how they have created a sustainable pesticide that only kills pests, not everything else, then I invite you to check out this interview with Planet Sense. They are creating a sustainable marketplace for products just like Benisafe Solutions, where they vet all the products, making sure that they are sustainable and good for our planet so that we can fight the climate crisis. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.